Welcome to Emerge Dynamics. Emerge Dynamics. The podcast for those who manage and invest in middle market private companies across the globe. globe. We're telling the stories of the unsung champions who take enormous risks every day to weave the fabric of our societies. Those who collectively, from the multi-trillion dollar largest market on the planet, we're diving into the dynamics of what makes some of them emerge from their peers and create incredible returns and impact on their communities. This is Emerge Dynamics. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Emerge Dynamics podcast. I am David Cusimano here with Eric Wingerter. Hey, David. Eric, we're marching on. Marching, marching on. With this, I don't know, maybe dismal series, but no, uh, dismal. I like to think of it as what we're talking about is for hope, right? A new chapter, opportunity, opportunity. even better. It's stronger than hope, right? We're talking about, folks, a series on turning a business around, a business that's struggling, uh, either just hit a plateau or struggling a little bit or about to fail. All these are things that the good news is most business failure comes from internal reasons more than external reasons, even in a downturn. And the good news is that we can fix the internal Problems. We can do something about it. We can do something about those. Much harder to do something about the external problems. So while we're talking about lots of problems, let's look at it all through a lens of how to get to the other side here, right? So today might seem like a, a more of a negative episode, but I think it's something we, we need to lay, lay out, Eric, and that's what are the warning signs of decline? Yeah. Right? How do we recognize that a business is having problems? Because it's pretty rare in my experience that the business leader is the first one to recognize the problem. Or even if they do recognize it, they internalize it and put on a happy face, which has its merits. <laughs> but often we find that that face will keep smiling all the way until the very end, right? Yeah. And, and, and I think one thing we need to bring up is what's the proper disposition for a leader in decline? Maybe we can talk more about that, but I would say it's not this naive, just everything is okay mentality, right. but a candid acknowledging here's where we are, but yep. we are going to get to a better place and let's set a plan and everyone follow me there and let's rally and inspire everyone, right? Yeah. Uh, I think that's- Which are all very important when it comes to leadership. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. very important even when you're not in distress, right. Yeah. Right. right? But always being realistic about where you are with things. So let's talk about- Last time, Eric, we talked about weak finance function as one of the reasons for business failure. Right. We talked about management. We talked about right. uh, weak finance function. Two internal reasons. Yeah. Let's get a little bit more technical this time. So there'll be some more numbers this time where we'll talk about just what are some things that you can look at in a business to see if it's having problems. And so, folks, if you stick with us to the end, I like to say a lot of times that I wish there was one number that could just tell me how my business is doing. A lot of times when I've taught courses on financial statements, people say, which number do I look at to know if my business is healthy or strong or is my business good as, as, like, as if that's a quantifiable term? It's like, it doesn't exist, right? But we can give you lots of different metrics. Well, it turns out if you're predicting probability that a business might go bankrupt, there is a number. Oh. We'll get to that at the end. Let's first talk about some things that we might see as far as problems. Yeah, and again, David, it kind of goes back to 
last episode with the finance function and that, you know, we talked a lot about the integrity of the finance function and, and, and how it needs to, to really start with the right fundamental reason for its existence. That's all true. What we're getting into today is what are those fundamental things that it's delivering that is helping the management team to realize that there are some issues and then, okay, more importantly, okay, what can we do about that? So specifically, I think one of the key things that the finance function can do besides just reporting the data itself, Mm -hmm. the financial statement itself, is analyzing the data. There's different things that we can be looking at that could be either lagging indicators Mm -hmm. or perspective indicators of of inherent issues in the business. So maybe we talk about those. Absolutely. So one of the top ones, Eric, is poor working capital controls. Yeah. Working capital, I'd say a bit of a leading indicator. Working capital can get out of hand before the income statement gets out of hand, right? And you know, for anybody who hasn't listened to any of our previous episodes, first, you should go do that. But just working capital, in simplest definition, we can get more granular here, but accounts receivable plus inventory minus accounts payable. Yeah. Right? And I've worked with businesses with you know, $30, 50000000 million in revenue that kind of get, yeah, our accounts receivable shouldn't get too big. And yeah, our inventory shouldn't get too big, but they don't really have good controls on that working capital. And very often when I've shown them, say, you can actually calculate the amount of working capital and you know you take that accounts receivable plus inventory minus accounts payable, you'll get a number. And that's the num- number of dollars that are trapped in your business. They're yeah. in someone else's bank account, not yours, yeah. right? And so that getting out of control and it could actually be a problem it going too high or too low. I wish I could just say, hey, for every business, healthy working capital is X, but it depends a lot on your business model, on your industry. But certainly if you're not watching it and you don't right. watch it moving on you, right? You may not catch yeah. look, that look, here comes a problem. Trend. Yeah. Yeah. So watching that working capital, watching how much you have, watching your DSO, which is day sales outstanding, right? Watching days inventory, days payable, right? Starts to really give, uh, in my mind, a way more dynamic picture of the financial statements once right. you start doing those simple metrics there. Right, right. And so and this is an example on that, David. Is so, so like days in inventory, you mentioned that can be a problem. And a lot of time there's an indication that as the number of days you have inventory on hand, that could be indicating to you there's a slowdown in your business. You may already start mm-hmm. seeing that with with your sales, mm-hmm. or hey, we've got some problems on our purchasing side of things that we've got to we've got to fix. But tracking that and trending that over time mm-hmm. is very very important because it can either be telling you you've got a, a future problem that needs to be solved and it could be coming from either the demand side or it can become from the purchasing side or it's a combination of the two is that your purchasing isn't realizing the demand issues that, right. that are happening. And so, you know, that, that's just one example in, in a little bit more detail on yeah. why you trend it and then what is that yeah. saying to you and right. how should you respond? And trending the components of it because you could actually have working capital relatively flat and think, oh, everything's fine. But you realize what's actually going on is let's say your day's inventory is going up and your day's payable is also going up, right? right? And so in which case, this is great 
for as long as we think this inventory is actually going to be bought by customers. And for as long as these vendors are okay with right. waiting for right. their payment. Right. And at some, to some extent they will, and this is great interest-free financing, but you start getting days payable into the hundreds of days, right? I don't know very, very many vendors on the planet okay with that, right. right? This is a short-term thing which could come crashing down. So early warning sign, right? You see days payable start ramping up. It's time to do something before things get bad because something is going to break. Right. If you don't and then on contrary to that is the day sales outstanding. As you start to see that, well, guess what? Your customers are starting to use you as the bank, which could be indicating that they're having some of their own financial mm-hmm. problems and you need to be aware of it. How much credit are you extending to them? Those are all things that you have to keep track of. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Another one that's kind of obvious, but I think deserves to be said, is just uh, excessive debt. Yeah. Right? A company that's I'll leverage. a yeah. little bit losing operating cash flow for a while can exist for a decent amount of time, depending on their debt capacity, by just running up the line of credit, running up even some term loans, right? So you see debt start increasing, debt to equities are increasing in a business without a corresponding, actually debt to equity should not be increasing because if the company were growing, equity would be growing too, (laughs) growing profitably at least, right? right? So you start seeing that debt to equity start to swing on you. The more your coverage ratio is is very important. Something's going on at this point, right? So we know just as simple as looking at debt ramped up, okay, what's going on, right? This This is early warning sign. Debt's starting to move up. The company's still running today. Very often I've seen leadership still smiling, thinking everything's wonderful, right? But they're saying, wait a second, something's up here. We're in the early stages of figuring it out, but how much nicer to fix it now <laughs> than to wait till you're at just catastrophic issues? And we'll talk about that actually in other later episodes is what happens when you get to the point which you're out of cash, yeah. right? So this is early warning sign. This is the time to fix this, things like that. Right. Right. And then, you know, in that particular example, peeling back the onion a little bit is, is the debt coverage ratio, when that's happening, David, typically what's happening is your operating profits are starting to come down a little bit and you don't have as much cash flow in the business. That's why you're having to go borrow on your on your line of credit. And if the availability is there, that's great. That gives you some some room. But what's happening in that calculation is your, your profitability is going down and your debt's going up. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. ratio of what your profitability is to cover that debt service is going down. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's an indicator, especially when both sides of the equation yeah. are going in the wrong direction. Absolutely. And in fact, Eric, that's, that's often cited by executives as maybe one of the strongest adverse trends for a business is operating margins. Yes. Right? Gross margin gives you also a lot of information as far as how this company's products are being accepted by the market. Gross margins can, depending on how the accounting is being done, can be a little bit misleading. Company could have moved some things out of cost of goods sold, or they could so they could have some variable or not variable things in. But operating margins, capturing everything going on, operating margin declining. This is a pretty good trend. You got a problem, got a problem right? <laughs> no matter what. Right? And you think about too. You think if if sales are increasing and margins are decreasing, that's an adverse trend, but we could say that's one type of problem. It could be that the business is growing so fast, the operations can't keep up and that's making margins suffer, mm-hmm. right? So that's a problem. It's an adverse trend. We need to fix it, but that's 
Yeah, that's one type or of your your mix of sales has has changed and your sales are growing, but the the mix is more lower margin products versus higher margin products, and that could be a trend if the growth is not able yeah. to compensate for that. Now, if you got decreasing revenue and decreasing margins, right? That's a real problem. That's a, yeah, right. This is <laughs> way big, big more problem. acute. Yeah. yeah. Right. So at this point, you know, it's time to put an action plan in even faster. Another thing you need to think about, too, is this is beyond the scope of our conversation today, Eric. But I think for anyone who's maybe in thinking of investing in a business that's having some challenges or running a business having some challenges, if this is a business that's very inventory intensive, you really need to dive into how's the inventory accounting happening? Yeah. Because you can hide shrinking margins for a while in inventory. And not legitimately, not honestly, but I've seen businesses no, do it. Yeah, on the income statement side, you can easily because, you know, you can be growing your inventory and by that nature, it's sitting on your balance sheet. It's not coming right. through your operations right now. But that's when that inventory turn calculation is, is very important because you're looking at the asset side and the asset efficiency mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to just the margin side of things right. in the income statement. Because I think that's... That's that key is, is that financial statements are meant to be taken collectively as a whole because each mm-hmm. one tells you a little bit something about the business. Absolutely. Right? The income statement tells you about the operating efficiency or operations of, of the business and what the trends are there. The balance sheet tells you about, you know, what, what, what's the efficiency of, of how you're utilizing the assets and liabilities within the company. And then the cash flows is kind of the combination pulling certain things from both sides right. uh, of that. So we need all of those financial statements, all of that financial data, all of those metrics to help us to understand what's going on in the business. Absolutely. Let's just cite a couple more if we could, because I think these are these are important for anybody running the business or thinking of investing in the business declining reinvestment in the company, right? So here's another thing that a company can do to hide problems for a while, right? If you've got equipment, especially asset intensive businesses, if you've got regular maintenance that needs to happen, regular maintenance that needs to happen in your business on your equipment, usually you can dial back that maintenance or stop it all together for a little while. You think about your car. Yeah. You can stop doing oil changes for a little while. You'll have disastrous <laughs> consequences one day, yeah. but you can get away with this for some time. Yeah. Right? Same thing. So this is another early warning sign. The business may appear to be fine, but really it's not investing proper amounts into maintaining its equipment because it needs that cash to go plug another hole. Yeah. Right. So the problem yeah. already exists, yeah. but it may not be apparent yet because they're just have stopped investing in something. Oh, and it may not just be maintenance. It may be actual equipment replacement. Right. I'm thinking in, mm-hmm. in you know in a typical equipment rental business, mm-hmm. there's a there's a high capital investment in in assets, in the maintenance on those assets. Mm-hmm. But you know if you're not maintaining or you're not replacing appropriately, guess what's going to happen? There's going to come a day when you're like, holy, I don't mm-hmm. have any any good functioning assets that I can lease anymore. Yep. All right, so let's go on to a more organizational adverse sign of adverse trends. Mm-hmm. Earlier on in my career, talking to some investors about businesses I was working with, and they would ask me 
just conversational questions about how many people are leaving the business? How many people are being hired? Like, what's the turnover like, right? And at first, I thought these were just conversational questions, but I started to realize this is actually a savvy investor hmm. trying to understand the health of this business. Yeah. Because another big indicator of organizational health is employee turnover. Yeah. Right? yeah. When something's wrong with the culture, people are leaving. And, and what's very unfortunate is the people who leave are the ones who can your most talented people leave right the people who can't get jobs anywhere else won't <laughs> and they stay and so you have an organization when employee turnover starts going up you've got stopwatch clicking to fix this yeah because it won't be long before you're left with an old organization of people who are either not driven or not talented Everyone else is gone, and now you've got a much bigger problem to try to right. fix than no, I think, you just I think, addressed it earlier. Yeah, and I think specifically employee turnover when when the company is starting to not do well, and some of these in- indicators that we just talked about become apparent. And you know, good employees start to see this; they know that, or it's affecting bonus structures and things of that nature. That's when usually your good people are looking for for their exit because mm-hmm. they're saying, "Hey." I don't see the growth anymore in the company. We're having these problems. You know, it's time for me to to look for another opportunity somewhere else. Absolutely. So hopefully, Eric, we're giving people a good summary of things to look at. This is, I wish I could say that in 20 minutes, we can give you everything you need to know to know if a company's in decline or about to have problems. But this is something that, but hopefully we're giving enough of a picture for people to start thinking about, aha, these are things I need to watch in my business to make sure I'm okay? Or if I'm getting ready to buy a business, there's things I need to look at to help me understand, am I paying a good price or do I need to pay less because there's more risk than I thought there was? Yeah. Right? Yeah. We promised at the beginning of the episode to get to a number. I said, I made a strong claim, Eric, at the beginning of the episode. Yes, you did. I said, there is a number out there that can tell you if there's a high likelihood of business failure. And that is the Altman Z-score made by a gentleman named Edward Altman. This is an empirical model in that I'm not aware that there's any theory that makes this work. He went and looked at just enormous data sets of businesses that had failed and said, what is it? What are the unifying themes in these businesses, like the features that you could pick out in the financial statements that later the business did fail after these? Yeah, in retrospect, looking at the data. People have looked at the Altman Z-score and I mean, it's held up pretty well. In fact, it's about 95% accurate. So we're not going to explain it here, but we'll put in the show notes the actual formula and you can go online and read all about it. It's not that hard to apply. I've applied this with many companies I've worked with and analyzed. It's pretty good. There are some versions of it for private companies that are different than for public companies, Mm -hmm. but you can use the basic even public company model. I think it even gives pretty good insight even with smaller private companies. But you calculate the Z-score. It's a number. It's your Z, (laughs) your Z-score. And how it works is a score above 3.0 indicates that bankruptcy is unlikely. So being above a 3.0, good thing. A score below 1.8 says that there's a high likelihood of failure. 
So if you calculate the Z-score for your business and you're less than 1.8, then you really need to change some things pretty soon. You need to also recognize that if you're trying to raise money, bring in a debt or equity investor, especially the more sophisticated ones, they're going to calculate the Z-score with your financials. They're going to get something less than 1.8, just like you did. And this is not, this conversation is not going to go on very long. So fix it now and be ready to put that plan and put forth Uh, some strong numbers in front of them. As we're going to get into Eric later, we've talked so much about financing, the importance of raising money, having growth capital. Well, in a distressed time, external financing can become even more critical. When you're in a downturn- And more problematic. Sometimes that's your lifeline to get you through the next few months, to get you through the other side. So, so much more to come on that. I think we're done for now. Plenty more in this series. So folks, come see us next time. All right. (laughs) 